here. And I got us all over. Yes. Welcome, oh, everybody. Let's do it. Cue that shit up. All right, here we go. <laughs> Should I change the lights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fancy tech right there. That is fancy tech, isn't it? Welcome to the Saniac Podcast, everybody. I am super excited. I got my first episode with my amazing new co-host, Mr. Calhoun, also known as the Baboon, also known as really fucking annoying, but he is here to help us unpack all that is challenge. I brain dumped a whole bunch of notes on him last night, so mm. he's going to he's going to sort of pile that into our little recap here and it without further really ado. Nice to, um, it feels really nice to hear you intro me as such i think you've summed up all the different sides of my personality i am charming i am a scoundrel uh, i can be very annoying at the same time but it all results in content that's yes. what we're here to do we're here to summarize we're here to entertain we're going to be going through the entire season episode by episode so final reckoning season uh, uh episode one premiered last night we're going to break it down today we're going to try and do this every wednesday and we're going to go right through the season. We're going to walk you through it beat by beat. We're going to break it down, what happened in the episode. But we don't stop there because, seriously, this is such a big community. There's challenge fans. There's there's all these different pages, challenge games, challenge talk. challengers, <laughs> challenge talk. We give them all shout-outs, and we want to bring all of them in. And if there's drama going down on the page, we're going to talk about that too. And everybody knows where we come from, the, the crazy virtual challenge world, there's always drama. Always. I haven't uh, even kept did, up with it, but you've been in the really island. We each other without drama on those weirdo <laughs> games, but that's, that's true. That's how it happened. That is um, true. Me and Calhoun have a really funny history, so hopefully one day we'll get into that. Maybe do a oh, little yeah. special bonus episode on, um, you know, the start <laughs> of us. We can even throw in all of the songs we've written for each other over the days, years, months, we've whatever it was. Yeah, that shit was there, hilarious. There's stories to tell for sure. Um, one thing I do want to say before we even get into it, I mean, I know this is a challenge show, but I got to give a shout out to Survivor legend and true queen, Parvati Shallow, uh, gave birth to her. Did you see she, she just gave birth to her first child? No, but that's really cute. Was it a cute child? Yes, it is. And, and I have never hesitated to call a baby ugly in the past. You know, like there, there are, are ugly babies. Ugly babies. You just have to acknowledge it. But Parvati's baby is not ugly. And hopefully... This means that she's ready to go back on the beach soon. So moving away from Survivor Chat and moving into Challenge Chat. Shani, what did you think of last night's premiere episode? I mean, all in all, if I had to just give, you know, a couple a couple lines on the episode in general, I would say it was it was a very solid entrance. But at the same time, I think that I mean, maybe it's the fact that I've been watching the shows for so long. So many yeah. of the twists and whatever the hell is going to happen is so predictable. I always know exactly what TJ is about to say. You know, when redemption happened, obviously redemption fucking happened. They eliminated six people in the first episode. And yeah. obviously there was going to be some major twist, you know, after the two people got sent home. So I thought that that was a little bit predictable. But at the same time, um, I would have been really sad if there wasn't redemption because those are some big characters. So I've had issues. Now, they're, they're advertising this as a trilogy. So it started at Dirty 30. It yeah. went through to Vendettas and on to now. I've had some issues with these last couple seasons. And I feel like they've all started off really well. But the they have just disappointed me in certain ways. You know, I mm. felt Vendettas really kind of lagged at the end. But it had really entertaining points. Dirty 30, it could have been so epic. But there, there were just, a, you know just some misses the formats are off here the finals have been questionable mm. um but this was another hot start i enjoyed last night's episode i thought that it actually displayed a lot of the things that people come to the show for there was drama fighting True. there was strategy at play and i really want to break that down there was one strategic move in particular that i thought was great and we will highlight that um there was competition and, and, you know, it was kind of, it was a pseudo purge and people, I think, dig the purge concept. You know, they trotted that out in Dirty 30 uh, in the first episode where, you know, all those people went home, ended up going to the Redemption House. So this is kind of a repeat of that. And I think what we're going to do, uh, Shani, is 
we'll just go beat by beat. I'll start at the beginning of the episode and we will go right in from there. Uh, you know, if you want to jump in, tell me what you thought about it. And so, and so we'll offer up some color commentary. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, you know, most of what I, I literally brain dumped all my notes to you. So, oh, you yeah. know, most of my thoughts in that way, but yeah, we'll you go beat thorough. by beat. Yeah, I was. Very I was thorough. watching it. I was pausing. I was rewinding. I was like, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> so I was um, making sure I got everything in there and there's definitely lots yes. to comment on, but I agree. Let's, uh, we'll start out from the top. So, it's, it, it cuts in very quick, and you see a group of challengers. They're standing there. They're talking to TJ. TJ's laying it out for him, okay? And then he points to the graveyard, and he said, you know, he highlights, this is a trilogy. You're, you know, your biggest vendettas are buried right in, right in those graves over there right now. So you got to go over. You got to dig them up. Last two teams are going home, okay? So everybody runs over, and they start digging up their graves. And I just have to say, what? give me the feminine perspective on this one. These girls, these women coming out of their graves looked incredible. They were on fire. <laughs> Amanda and Marie looked unbelievable when they got uncovered from their graves. I, I had to, like, double take it. What, what, what was going on there? All right. Well, first of all, they probably weren't in there for that long. And second of all, <laughs> even if they were, people have a really big misconception with makeup just because some people are really bad at doing it. So they don't mm -hmm. understand that there is actual skill behind doing it properly. So there's setting spray, which is a remarkable, uh, remarkable invention. I absolutely <laughs> love setting spray. And that alone could keep a girl's makeup on through. I mean, it could, you know, through a tough mutter race. You know what I mean? Like that. That's literally that's that's the way it works. And if if you fan your setting spray after you do it so you dry your face also you get like really wet like you fucking spray yourself nonstop. then you fan it dry then you like seal everything in then it's like it's like hardcore see that is the kind of analysis that i am not capable of offering up you know i just don't have that kind of perspective i'm really happy you were able to to show that off to us and i, I just want to reiterate amanda marie you ladies came out of that grave and you were looking Fuego. Seriously. I love that you noticed that because I actually didn't even notice that. I was I, I totally missed over that whole uh, thing. MTV captured some really nice slow shots of it, and, and they knew that those were the money shots. And I was looking, I was like, "Damn, oh my mm. God!" I so, think Amanda's gorgeous. She's like so she, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so we get down to it. You know, you see throughout that Jenna and Brittany are both really struggling, trying. You know, they're playing up Jenna's reputation, showing that she's having trouble like, finding the right grade and all oh this. God. It, we're kind of getting to the point where where the Barbie Beast thing is starting to subside. You know, mm. she's had a couple mm. exits. She's had a couple. She had an injury on Champs for Stars. So you know, yeah, Janet I think it's doesn't hard have as to much say. steam as she, as she used to. She, it, it's um, hard to tell though because I can't really tell if she is actually getting worse or if there's just mm -hmm. been like these instances that happen where it's sort of fluky in a way. Because it's not like her wins yeah. were that. It's not like her wins were like fully her effort also. You know, yes. there was a lot of times where it was sort of her size and a little bit of that to her advantage as well. So I think that maybe things played to her advantage before and less so now in a way. It's kind of like, um, I mean, to make a sports analogy, you know, people who watch baseball know that, that you can have hot streaks. You go through hot streaks and you go through cold streaks and maybe you'll, you'll bat way above your career averages. And sometimes you'll bat below, but it always kind of manages to meet itself in the middle. And I think that's what we're seeing going on with Jenna right now. Mm -hmm. um, so as it ends up, there's uh, all, all the teams that you expected to get through. Oh, by the way, I, I need to shout this out. When Nelson uncovered Shane's grave and Shane was Shane was mooning Nelson and he yelled, kiss my ass, Nelson. I didn't even see that. I don't even know what their fight is. I have I totally forgot why they are rivals. I, I okay. just. Don't even know. We can we can unpack that right now. Some of these rivalries are soft. I mean, I mean, Faith soft. and Angela really. Faith and Angela <laughs> isn't a rivalry. I watched that X on the Beach. I watched. Yeah, I watched every episode of X on the Beach. That that was they literally showed the only exchange that you could possibly justify them being. You know, any sort. Well, we have to say vendettas now. They're not rivals now. Oh yeah, but, sorry, vendettas. <laughs> um, but I'm, I almost wonder if they wanted to get Alicia and they couldn't because I mean, Alicia and Angela would have been. Ooh, unbelievable and i actually love alicia i'm i'm mm -hmm. a very pro alicia human yeah. being i think that yeah, a lot of people yeah she entertains and a lot of people hate her but i love her like i've always loved her since are you the yeah. one all of that i thought she was great so some of these vendettas are a little bit soft but i've gotten used to that you know they they will stretch things to 
kind of hit their format and, and mm. fit everything in as, as best they possibly can. So, you know, they're working with what they're working with. Obviously, we could all look at casting what ifs and say, I really wish that they would have gone with this person and this person. But, you know, the season is what it is, and, and we're going to take it as such. So, uh, at, <laughs> but Nelson, <laughs> Shane telling Nelson to kiss his ass and his bare ass out there entertained me. I chuckled at it. It was very quick. It was like a blink and you'll miss it thing. But, you know, mm. that's I love Shady Shane. Shady Shane is one of my guys. You know, he is in my elite camp. I'm Ugh, very happy to have him. Not a Shady Shane fan at all. I can't And here comes explain. the first fight. Like, Shannon, I just, what are you thinking? You're hating on Shady Shane. Oh, he just, it's just like every, he's just so cringy. Just so constantly cringy. It like freaks me out every time I watch him. I'm just like, why are you, why are you saying that? I feel like so much is driven by this crazy attention seeking behavior on the show that we never actually see the authentic Shane like I don't feel like I have, I'm actually watching Shane when I watch him on TV I feel like I'm watching Shane's performances you know mm -hmm. I feel like I'm watching like this whole elaborate you know extra drama type human being as opposed to actual Shane because to me when I see Shane on social media right like just in photos and with his friends and whatever he seems like mm -hmm. a nice guy he seems like he's funny he seems like he's chill he seems like he can have fun but on the show it's like non-stop stupidity shawnee i'm just gonna have to cut in and disagree with you all out you're talking about a legend right now and take it from me oh my i God, know a legends, legend right? i know a my legend. legend and shane might very well be the best challenger to never win it this guy comes from one of the the richest casts in in buna murray history in terms of producing talent for the show road rules campus crawl and I was so happy to see him come back on Invasion. Yeah, that was a when good he season. Beat when he beat Tony in that elimination, I was out of my I was out of my chair. I was screaming. I was loving it. I was like, yes, this is the old school I wanted to see. And he has, I mean, he has definitely put on the drama a little bit because I, I think he knows what it's what it takes to get cast and to keep coming back to the show. And he mm. gives it to them. But that's true. That's, my that's, guy. that's definitely true. I think that he definitely know. I mean, they all know what it takes for casting, 100%. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's what I mean, though. I think that he plays a lot of that up for casting as opposed to, you know, like genuine drama that they can start. I mean, I think that if you look at some of the girls, right, it looks like they're seriously fucking fighting. Like, it looks like they're yeah. actually going in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when Shane fights, you see that cheeky smile at the end and you're like, you're not like, you don't mean that. Like, what are you fighting about? Shane, if you lay eyes on this on this uh, this live vid, I love you. I've got love for you. Don't listen to her. Shane, I like you as a human, not as a challenge character. Mm. Also, okay. what was what was his and Nelson's fight? I don't even recall their so, original instance. I, I've heard Shane explain this on on a few interviews recently, where on Invasion, him and Nelson were in an alliance, and then Nelson tried to make a move, and I think Shane called him out on it, and there were and there was disagreement between the two on oh. like who snaked who, and then there was the whole thing between Shane, Nelson, and Corey in that uh, that elimination on Invasion to get to the finals, where uh, Nelson essentially snaked Corey, and and instead of working with Corey, he ran right to the goal. Remember, it was like the three person tug of war. And then yeah, Shane. Yeah, yeah, then, I remember yeah. that. Oh, that's so and that's their whole thing. To, yeah, Shane tried to drum up controversy with him. See, like I didn't even I I didn't even know that I totally forgot it when I was watching yeah. that I was like I didn't know that they were rivals, but I mean I guess I could see it. Although I think that they'll work pretty well together, at least better than people will expect. Yeah this this is our this is our first technical error. Give me two seconds. Keep going. Fill, fill the dead air. All right, so let me just pull up some notes. I mean, technical error. It seems like he just has to go pee. Um, this is a very funny technical error. Anyway, so in terms of just the start off of the episode, I thought that there was some good, some good initial interviews from everybody about their pairs and about who they're matched up with. Obviously, the whole Johnny Bananas thing was a little bit gimmicky. I think that there was some tea behind that. I'm pretty sure that they were supposed to have Devin be his partner, but Devin had a family emergency, so he had to leave. So, you know, I mean, spoiler alert, they bring in somebody else. 
Um, and that's going to be kind of cool. I loved, I really loved what Marie said right at the beginning. This was fucking hilarious. Oh, it's a charger. Technical error. Honestly, that was hilarious when she goes, I have never loved to hate someone as much as Kara. Because I know exactly how she feels with that statement right there. There are some people who are so enjoyable to have beef with. Like, they just make it fun, you know? They make it fun because they give in so much or because they chat shit so well. Honestly, that's part of why I became friends with Calhoun was because he was so enjoyable to shit talk to. Um, you know, he would respond back in the greatest ways. Obviously, you know, Cara Maria, I think, um, doesn't have that same sort of caliber of shit talking whatsoever. But she's a really fun person to have beef with because clearly she gives in to all of it. You know, it's really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so, we're talking about Marie and Cara and how much yes. I loved what Marie said when she was saying uh, she just doesn't love. She's never loved to hate someone more than Cara, which I just think I is great. I thought you had some really good points on that. Also, did you hear that? <laughs> my... My laptop almost died. So, people, this is only episode one. These are the kinks that we will work out. You know, this is real time. We're not editing this for you. We're, we're going, you know, we're living life on the edge. Thing. Yeah, we're making mistakes, but we're also making great content. Again, mm -hmm. I use that word. We also have lights um, that we can fuck with. Ooh. So, Christmas time. after the grave digging challenge, okay, we have a three team race here. Who's going to get out first and ends up being Shawnee's boy, Jose, who she thinks is a future challenge champion, and, and Yvonne. Shut the fuck up. This is like the hit list. Now you're going to spread this around. Everyone thinks I'm all team Jose, although I actually really do like him. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to cool. be your new gimmick. You are the head of team Jose. Um, <laughs> so, so they make it out, and they cross the finish line. So then it becomes Brittany and Chuck and Jenny, uh, Jenna and Jemmy. Um, Chuck is really out. creepy, by the way. He freaks. He's freaking me out. His new like hairdo. There's something about yeah. it. It's super off-putting. Kind of looks like you. Me. Yeah, slightly. You guys have really similar like greasy <laughs> undertones. <laughs> That's great. I'll take it. I'll take it's it. true you know though. Although, what the fuck Chuck. is his haircut? Like, he was a better blonde. That's what he was. He was a better blonde. Chuck's done all right for himself. So, we get to the first big decision where TJ says to Zach and Amanda, who won the challenge, now you guys have mm -hmm. the power to send out another team. Now, I said from the start, I'm like, all right, they're going to send home Jose and Devon. But they break this down from a strategic standpoint. Do you think that was the right move? Would you have picked a stronger team? Or, you know, how would you have played that if you were in their position? It's so interesting because whenever the challengers get these big moves, right, I always think, like, what would I have done? And I never really know. You never really know unless you're actually in the position but just looking back, I totally understand why they went with that decision. I mean, it makes sense because especially considering that they both have such strong ties with so many teams in the house that if, for example, they chose a challenger team, right, a strong challenger team, there's a big possibility that not only would they piss off that team, right, who's going into redemption, but they piss off teams who are aligned with them, teams who are friends yeah. with them, and those could potentially be also their friends and their teams that they're aligned with so i think they were just sort of going off of listen we're a strong team physically so we know we can compete we don't necessarily have to go for the strongest team because we can handle ourselves so mm -hmm. let's just go with a play that's not going to kill us politically um and that's what they did you know that's they went they went clearly for the easiest option you know the, the least backlash they were ever going to get is picking those two that is a very uh, that's a very shiny move that they made. I know if I was in that position, uh, I would have made the play. You know, I would have. You see CT standing there with Veronica, and even if you have the slightest inkling that there might be a redemption, there's a good chance that CT doesn't come back from that with Veronica as his partner. So I would have made the play. I would I would have gone for CT, sent him out of there. But I mean, that's true. Is anybody extremely aligned with CT in that house right now? I'm trying to think of who's in there. I, I, don't I mean, I guess, so. I guess, I, I guess Zach, you know, wants to align with 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 all the vets. You know, they all do mm. kind of work together, pretty nice and friendly in the in the early going of these current seasons, which you know has its pluses and its and its minuses. I mean, people do want to see proven like name brand players. They want to see them as much as possible, but at the mm. same time, with everybody playing nice, it's just like. And this is, you know, with, with, with Johnny and Cara, like their alliance is so boring to me. It's like, oh, so you know, boring. I want them to fight against each other. I don't like, I know, teaming I, up I, now. It's I, like it's, weird. 
it brings it brings nothing to me. It brings me zero entertainment. It only mm-hmm. brings me anger. But we'll get into that. Speaking of Johnny. Wait one second. We got a question from Brenda who asked who Chuck is, and he's Britney's partner, also Britney's yes. former ex from Are You the One. He used to be blonde. He was much hotter when he was on Are You the One. Now he's come <laughs> back as a mediocre brunette. And I think that those two are set up for lots of drama this season. So I am really interested to see what he can bring, what kind of dynamic. He was one of the most intriguing people cast for for me. Lee says you're the virtual challenge, Shane, and that's so fucking accurate. Lee said that about me. I'm I'm an original. I'm I'm a virtual challenge original. I have no comparison. Big time. That's so funny. That's That's pretty good. Golden comment. So my thing with with Johnny is that, and and I'm I'm not gonna speak either way on Johnny. Sometimes I could do without him. Sometimes you know he brings a lot for me. But so from what I've heard, and and I don't know if, how much you know about this season, Johnny. I don't I don't know anything about this season. I don't know who wins. I don't know what the format is. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I had Josh before. Murray in here yesterday, and he was trying mm-hmm. to tell me who won. I quickly shut him down. I was like, what? <laughs> So, I mean, I really don't want to know who wins, but I thought I saw some sort of spoiler on Twitter, but then the way that they were speaking yesterday in the studio makes it seem like that spoiler might have been inaccurate when I saw it. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, so now I feel like it's possible that I might not know who have who won. So I would okay. like to just keep it that way as much as possible. I would like to as well. And if you're commenting on our on our live feeds, if you're trying to get in on the Q&A, no spoilers, please. Um, I mean, you can talk about this episode. We've passed the threshold on Challenge Fans. We are allowed to talk about what happened. It's been 24 hours. Yes. Um, but I don't want any spoilers. I do know this, and, and, and I don't think I'm stepping out of line saying this. I do know that Johnny and Devin, I believe, were supposed to be partners. And then Devin had some kind of emergency and that's why he had to leave. I mentioned then, that earlier. I was wondering yes. if that was true. Is that was that true? Is that been I confirmed? So. I, I didn't look into it, but that's what I've heard. And now I'm putting it together. So then you get to last night's episode. They get to the challenge. Johnny doesn't have a partner. And then they do whatever they did, which, by the way, so th- this is my thing. Regardless of what happened with Devin, like, this is such preferential treatment. It's 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 hilarious to me. They it's they so buried him. It's he's so blatant. Nobody else came out. They're like they're ensuring that he's not going to go home from this challenge. And it's like, how many people would they do that for? They would do it for Johnny. They would do it for CT. And I think Cara is getting to the point they're trying to prop up Cara, where I think they would do it for her. Which mm, they would. Like, those, those are the production favorites. We're we're like they they would they would make sure you know. You look at what happened to Leroy and Avery on Rivals 3 where Leroy got hurt and they were like, all right, see you guys later. Mm. You know, if that happened to Johnny's partner, they're flying in somebody else. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that. I mean, you can see that, though, just in terms of all the twists that they put whenever Johnny's around. I mean, I don't know. I think that there was one thing, though, that they didn't give him much preferential treatment over. And that was when he came back as a mercenary during um, not Transfers of Stars during Vendetta's. Mm-hmm. Is it Vendetta's? Yeah, during Vendetta's yeah, finale. Yeah, in the final. Yeah, when they when they had him there, I mean, they gave him zero chance to really do anything to Tony. Yeah, to make, to make an impact, yeah. Yeah, So and it wasn't like he could favor Leroy in that either. It wasn't anything physical. So I think in that one instance, he didn't have as much play, but just the fact that he got flown out to hand out some cards obviously was a, a little bit of MTV <laughs> wanting to throw their goat back in Milk there. Milking their cash cow. Like, uh, so... literal. So Johnny doesn't have a partner as of now. I mean, if you're paying close attention, I think it's pretty obvious who his partner is going to be. But we won't say it for now. We'll just let that go. Um, Billy says so that they probably sent in a weak team because they knew that there was a redemption house, which I could very well see since if yeah. I can figure out that there's a redemption with six people going home, obviously the players can. I, I totally agree. I, I think it was really obvious to them. Mm. And like I said, I th- in my opinion, I think you could make the point that maybe sending in CT and Veronica, sending them out, that there's a good chance they wouldn't come out of redemption because of Veronica. But I do like the respect. I mean, I'm a Legends guy through and through. I, I love seeing the people that I grew up watching back on the show. That's very important me to me. That's an important selling point for me. And I'm sure, you know, as this goes on, we'll get into our history as fans of the show and all that. But we don't need to do that now. But I do like seeing them there. 
you, I, you could I'm talk a big me Veronica fan. Like I'm, I know that people don't her. like her, but I love Veronica. I think that she's great, and I think even though she's old or whatever, like there is such a sexist factor to that, and the fact that so yeah. many of the older guys are seen as still great and still whatever, and they can come back and it's all cool. I mean, like I get that she's not you know, the toughest, whatever. But Veronica's a badass bitch. Like, she's smart, yeah. too. She's clever. 100%. She's way smarter than at least 99% of the girls that are currently on the show. So she has that to her advantage. You know, CT is the bronze, and she has the brains. I think they can make a great team. I would love to see them, and I'd love to see them get together with Shane and and do something on the show. I think that would be smart. I mean, Veronica and Shane, that's the thing I hated about Vendetta. Is like, you didn't get to see any Veronica Shane. Like, they, they didn't really get a chance to do anything because yeah. Shane was out of there so quick. And I'd really love for them to me. scheme. I'd love for them to and scheme every, Everybody wants to see like a Veronica Shane and Tina reunion on the show. Like, <gasps> holy shit. I love they, Tina. They, would, they would run the game. They, they would run it. You add Jemmy into that. It would be awesome. Oh, um, what's your thoughts on Jemmy? Because people really don't like her. I'm a big Jemmy fan. I like Jemmy. Uh, my, my, my thing with Jemmy is that like she talks, <laughs> she talks a really big game sometimes. Like, like, like she is that veteran status, and and the way she comments on things, I'm like, you're you're not really you're not really there. But yeah, you're not you're, you're not like you're not you're not that you're not there no. yet. Her move on Jenna, uh, her move on Jenna was was great on Dirty Thirty. That mm. and and that was really quality television. I um, love that. That was so beautiful. Yes. So. But as it comes to Veronica, yeah, trust me, I'm I'm not trying to diss her right now. I love Veronica. I crushed on Veronica so hard when I was 12 years old watching Challenge mm. 2000. Yeah, she um, was a, she was like on Maxim was, and stuff. She was still it. Yeah, she's still it. She's smoking. She's timeless. Love you, V. So everybody digs up Johnny. They play a little grab ass, whatever. Get Johnny out of there. Cara says some annoying thing on camera. And they all go back to the house. And now we get to Shani. I know this is your favorite portion of every season. The rooms. Everybody running into the house to pick their rooms. How do you know what I you love that? That's so funny. Uh, I can just tell. I know, I know you so well. I'm such a, f- I'm, I'm honestly such a fan of the room picking <laughs> that goes on because I think there's so much strategy at play and I love seeing <laughs> yep. what people yep. choose. Do they go upstairs? They, do yeah. they go downstairs? Do they go to their like own little suite? Do they find a little enclave? You know, what exactly are they choosing and who are they rooming with? Is there any baggage that comes along with it? Angela, her little fight just once again proves to me the fact oh that she's God. a fake ass bitch on reality oh TV who is only going to do whatever it takes to be extra dramatic on television and also extra beautiful on television so she can continue being a tv personality listen that's fine that's her career she wants to go for it but i mean the way she acts on tv if that's how she is in real life messed up and i doubt she is but seriously she needs to just tone that kind of shit down i mean she's like jealous she's crazy she's typical girl insanity you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like all the things you shouldn't do she does her explanation was so funny to me because I thought it was like so it was just completely backwards. She said, you know, when there's a million dollars around, I'm not going to let people push me around. I'm going to fight back at them. I'm like, no, no, no. When there's a million dollars on the line and you're a rookie. You want to do the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't think that her and Faith are going to be having a deep run in this. Um, they could, though, if they suck at everything. You know, they could be the layup. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they, they could get the layup votes. Um, one thing I do miss, I miss the days of Lone Wolf CT when, you know, everybody was running up to the house to get their room, and CT would just walk up after everyone, like, ah, I, don't, I don't care about this. I'm, uh, and he would he'd just pick whatever room because he knew that nobody was going to mess with him because he mm. was a monster. Mm-hmm. He might still be a monster, but, you know, we're talking, like, peak peak year ct yeah he's sort of less scary of a ct now you know he's he's got he's got less of the fear factor i think in Mm -hmm. him but yeah i think i thought those were great what was it on x's or something when he walked into the house and finds that just giant suite downstairs which was bomb (laughs) i haven't seen in the past few seasons i haven't noticed that there have been many sort of specialty rooms when it comes to room selection which is kind of a shame yeah everything's kind of pretty standard, standard. now that, that, yeah mm. yeah like, like, like the suite they had on on the ruins was was great that wes and mm. kellyanne were in it, it brings the in one a, they made the housing <laughs> the housing layout brings such a level of drama to the house and that is mm-hmm. something they tried to exploit last season on vendettas with the note and they were highlighting who's in this room who's in this oh, no. room so i think we might get a little more of that this season i think that's a tactic they're going to try and lean on they already hinted at it with this shelving issue with angela and my guy shane oh my god the shelving issue <laughs> yeah um, 
That was pretty jokes. See, that's that's something that I know, like for a fact, right? That mm-hmm. Shane was just like doing some shit. He realized it got under Angela's skin. So then he was like, all right, let's play with this a little, you know? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what's going down. I guess, yeah, Lee's comment is true. You are the virtual challenge, Shane. Um, I think... <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually disagree um, with Shawnee. I think Angela is exactly like that in real life, says Billy. Which, I mean, listen, if she is, then wow. Ooh. Like, if she's exactly like that in real life, I don't know how the fuck she has friends. Like, to me, that must be edited. Like, I just can't imagine someone who's that crazy in person. I, I would not be, first of all, I would not be surprised if Angela and Billy have run into each other in real life. I think they, they're they they're close to the same stomping Very grounds. Possible. Yeah, so I, I, I think Billy might have some more tea to spill on her yet. Maybe we can we can squeeze that out of them. Um, Mm. so pretty early on into this housing process, they cut to, uh, people are kind of partying outside. Everyone's getting close. We got a Joss and Amanda thing going on here. I love that. What did you think of this? I was All right. So I, so Joss is amazing. I love Joss. You know, he came into my studio twice. His lawyer's been in here nonstop because I've been producing, um, that's a really good interview if you guys haven't listened to it. I love it. Yeah. They um they they share so his lawyer represents a bunch of reality TV stars. I love him. Justin is, is such a good guy. So he brought in Josh Murray to do his own show here in my studio, which has been really great. Um, had jo- Sean Johnson in here yesterday, which was amazing. Um, so I've definitely got to see, I guess, a different side of those kind of boys in that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think that. I think that the whole persona on TV, all that stuff is really all edited with when it comes to them because, you know, you see like the cameras, they slow everything down, they get shots of their abs and, you know, they'll zoom into wherever, like that's just the kind of vibe. Um, yeah. And I think that that's helped in terms of the perception with the girls, right? Like you've got all the girls in the house now who are going crazy over these Brits. Like Kyle's not that good looking, but the fact that he has a British accent, like seems to appeal to everyone. Right. So you get a little bit of that going on. Um, And I think Joss and Amanda, it, it just kind of fits. I know that they're in a little bit of a fight now, but it, it looks like it went well for a slight hookup fling on the show because Amanda's really smart. Joss is not an idiot. Um, you know, like they, they have a good little duo combo there. And also physically, they look great together. Uh, that <laughs> Indisputable. I would ship that. I would ship that relationship real hardcore. But I just um, don't think it did. I don't think anything happened after because now, like, it sucks when I it sucks when I watch the seasons and I've already seen like the Twitter drama. I fucking hate mm-hmm. seeing the Twitter drama because then I know what's gone down. You know, so there's yeah, all you can this beef out how now. It shakes out. Yeah, and I don't um, want to figure out how it shakes out. I want to watch it play out. Then, as as things are are moving forward in the house, you know, everyone's starting to politic a little bit. We get to probably the big storyline from from this show. Uh, the Kara Kyle situation, at which point then Polly comes into it. So we need to so spend weird. some time unpacking this. So Kara and Kyle came into the house as no more. Kyle mm. made it pretty clear to Johnny that he is not interested in uh, traveling those waters again. And then Kara attempted to use Polly to make Kyle jealous. That shit was fucking crazy. Like, that was actually insane watching that. Because you see Kara, who's trying to convince a guy to cheat on his girlfriend with her, essentially because she's wanting to make Kyle jealous. I mean, now we know that Kara and Polly are dating, right? Like, it's all Mm -hmm. over the web. But... Mm -hmm. Just the way that they started off. Like, if they actually are dating, that's so fucked up. How do you want to date someone that cheated on somebody else with you? Like, don't you feel like they're just going to do the exact same thing on you? All, all I know is that just by what was just said, we're going to have, like, a thousand Cara Maria defenders and stands, like, up our asses for being, quote-unquote, Cara haters. But I do want to break it down I fucking hate like the stands. I hate the stands. Whatever, however you stand on cheating issue was it not like everyone's debating semantics on this i will say this Kara's game is fucking weak those lines that she said to paulie were cringy are you serious so cringy because she was begging him to hook up with him like that's so yeah. weird like yeah. if you have to beg someone to hook up with you that's fucked up that you know your self-worth know to get out like someone should come up to you you know what i mean uh, amanda's game you you compare the lines that car was spitting and what amanda did Amanda hooked up with with the superior man. Yeah, the superior like Brit. The superior yeah, it was, Brit it was for nothing. sure. And then Cara, you know, gets five foot four Polly uh, to possibly go in with her. Hey, Cara, I have a 
my girlfriend. Sorry, Polly. I actually like you as a human, but your voice is so squeaky. <laughs> Polly, I'll tell you. I mean, Polly, there's got to be something there because the the women flocked him. I, I Lexi mm. from X on X on the Beach. She's well, he's a good-looking guy. He's like, I could babe. see him being good-looking in person more. Because you have to remember, like, we look at the cast, right, all together. And so we look at them mm-hmm. compared to each other. And obviously, like, there's going to be significantly hotter guys than yeah. Polly, who's kind of, like, more average, I would say, in terms of, like, if you had a pool of all the good-looking people in the world. Like, Polly would fit in the average. He's not, like, a stunner, right? But he's yeah, still I mean, a good-looking guy. You've got a lot of hot you know beautiful people all mm. all in one house so so you're you're comparing like pretty flawless above average human beings with one another but mm-hmm. whatever that's what we're doing that's that's what mtv presents to us and i'm i'm enjoying the hell out of it um, well listen if, Paul, they, if they're happy like, more power wearing, to them he was wearing like some weird fur thing did you notice this was, yeah it's like raver gear that's like the shit that Very we wear strange. at nature parties in Israel. Like that's that's like <laughs> what goes down. People have like okay. animals on their head and shit. <laughs> so so is is that like is that a fashion thumbs up from you or a thumbs down on that? Oh god, you mean in terms of a house? I don't know cuz I mean it's kind of cozy, you know, if you're like mm-hmm. in a, you're in a house, you want that cozy little fluffy thing that you're going to wear a lot. Yeah. But he could relax. Like it's not like he's at nocturnal or some shit. So, as things move on, cars doing her thing with Polly, Kyle told Johnny that he was playing on, you know, making his way through the house as best he can. And he moves on with Faith from Vanderpump Rules and X on the Beach. I've um, never watched Vanderpump Rules. Is it good? I, 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 one of my best friends always talks to me about Vanderpump Rules and I, I've never really checked it out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to expand my reality game as best I can, but I do have a couple blind spots. So mm. all of my faith interactions came through X on the beach. Same. Um, exactly. I like okay. her. She's entertaining. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. and, uh, so we've got her and Kyle hooking up, um, outside, which, which is, is, is a good, that's a good pool for Kyle. Good job, buddy. And <laughs> at, at that point, cute. faith is yeah. cute. Uh, we're gonna have to put out a meme tomorrow. Uh, tweet it out, put it on Facebook, whatever. But put the image of I think that was Johnny and Derek as they're looking out the door at Kyle and oh, Faith. watching them hooking up. That was hilarious. Those Incredible. two, they look like little well, towels yeah. and shit. Yes, keep an eye out for that because we are gonna meme that shit. That was so funny. Um, but this leads to what I want to highlight. I teased earlier that we were gonna talk about what I thought was like the big strategic move from this episode and. Whether you love Johnny you or you thought that there was Johnny. a strategic move from the There episode? was a big strategic move here, and I'm going to highlight this for all you. All right, all right. So Johnny, last season on Vendettas, he worked with Kyle. I mean, Kyle played a, a good game to, to make it as far as he did in Vendettas. Johnny was a big part of that. He got, he got in with Johnny real quick, and he played this really unassuming style, and he, he ended up making it further than Johnny. So... Johnny, whether you love him or you hate him, sometimes he's overhyped, sometimes he delivers the goods. In my opinion here, he recognized early on that I'm not going to let Kyle run through the house like he did last season. This mm. guy is definitely a threat. So immediately, Johnny creates tension with Kyle and Kara. He sees Kara yeah, walking out right behind under Kyle. The bus. He, says, he says, hey, Kyle, Ooh. you hooked up with Faith, huh? Boom. It all blows up from there. And... Yeah, but Johnny loves outing people when it comes to that kind of thing. Like, you know, when he did that same thing when it came to Abe, right, with Kara and... Yeah, so I think sometimes... I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes the stuff Johnny does is overhyped because like he's like who's he really clowning? Is he's he's not the going notes after Johnny. were ridiculous. Sorry, but that was the stupidest thing. And the fact that it was like a note gay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, that was so pointless. Um it was a good concept, but it was it was executed poorly because it was it was it was used on like that that made no effect on the game mm. whatsoever, in my opinion. Mm. They hyped it up because they got a couple good episodes out of it. But in this case, Johnny identified a threat who he worked with just last season, so a few months ago, and he immediately made a move against this guy. And like I said, I don't know any spoilers. I don't know how the, how this season goes, but I do have a feeling that Kyle will end up on the outs because of that, because now he's against Kara and now Johnny's already made a play. It's possible, but you have to remember like, you know, bananas isn't necessarily at the head of the totem pole these days because of, you know, everything that's gone on in the past few seasons, he sort of lost a lot of his power in the house. I think you see, it's, it's almost like the, you know, the inmates are running the asylum kind of a way, Mm -hmm. you know, Johnny for the first time is seeing 
hesitation from people to just follow him. You know, it's not it's not a lot of blind leading anymore. There is there is more thought behind how people are going about their moves. So you've got Corey and Hunter and Nelson and that whole crew, and they really went at it. And Corey's been trying for a while, and he finally has some allies to help him out. Um, so you never know. You know, you never really know how that's going to play. I mean, I know who Johnny's partner is going to be, so yes. that's a little bit um, annoying in my eyes because I think that everybody got a physically less superior individual whereas johnny mm-hmm. is getting somebody who's kind of you know similar builds taller You're protecting the investment for sure yeah, um, definitely as it stands i think it was a strong move for johnny i think it'll affect kyle negatively but like you said i think johnny is going to be under a lot of pressure this season i think he's going to have to take a lot of heat people are going to be going at him mm. if he can bounce back uh you know from from getting beat by, by Devin last season, which was a true highlight for me watching that. That was really awesome. That was mm. great television. So if Johnny is the GOAT, as people like to proclaim, let's see how he bounces back. Let, let's see what he can do here. I absolutely loved watching Devin beat Johnny. And I love the fact that Devin is constantly trying mm. to challenge Johnny in various activities. Like, I would love to see them go head-to-head in a physical physical, you know, match. I don't yeah. think that it's just a one-done. Like, I don't think that no. Devin is a guaranteed loss in that kind of a situation. He has a lot of fight, and he's way smarter than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. I, I think... It was really great television because, and, and granted, you know, the edit goes into it. MTV edited it the way they wanted it to look, but Devin called a shot. He executed a plan. He told everybody, I, I want this guy. I want to take him out. And he did it. Um, I really enjoyed watching that last. Like, that's the, those are the kind of things with this show mm. that I gravitate, gravitate towards and I really love. Uh, Me too. Something that's unexpected and new and interesting. You know, we get that. That's why I like the new cast. You know, I know we get a lot of shit and casting gets a ton of shit from people when they bring in, you know, Big Brother and the Mm -hmm. Brits and all that. But I am a huge fan of the fact that there's now a bigger talent pool that they're pulling from. I think it could be, you know, the challenge doesn't necessarily have to be real world road rules. It started that way. And the first 20 plus whatever seasons are amazing. And I'll always remember them. But Mm -hmm. now we're evolving. And there are so many great potential reality stars out there for the show. So, you know, I'm all for bringing them on, you know, bring them on. I wish Casper played a full season. He was great. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I think that nothing will ever touch the classic seasons. I mean, that was just a, a point in time. It was lightning in a bottle, and they they are right there for us. Like, we we know we saw them. We watched them. Those are the classics. Nothing will ever beat them. I, I don't believe in recency bias. I try to steer away from it. But the show now, it is what it is, and I'm just grateful that it's still on, and I'm grateful that they're still finding ways to change it up, that they're they're finding new talent pools that they can draw from, and it's entertaining. And I want to be entertained and it still does entertain me. And, and that's what I really want. I want to further that entertainment this year, this season. And that's why I want to do this so that we can dive mm-hmm. into it and we can really, because people talk in broad generalizations about the show. They say, this person's the best, you know, he's the best manipulator. He's yeah, the best like, strategist. Okay, okay. So let's break it down. Let's really see who's making moves. What is happening here? What makes these mm-hmm. people, what you say is Jenna, the Barbie beast. Why? Let's figure it out. Is our Tori and Cam the greatest rookies ever? They're not, by the way. Don't even get me started on that shit. They're not. They're both great, but they're not the greatest rookies. Like, let's all relax. (laughs) I don't know if anybody out there listens to the Jim Rome show. I'm a longtime Jim Rome listener. I know he's got a lot of pool in the West Coast where you're out, uh, where you're from. Uh, He has a longstanding rule. Do not self-gloss. So kill a Cam. I have no respect for the fact that you created your own nickname and now you keep using it. Do not self gloss. You have to earn Killicam. Well, I don't know how she, how that name was created. If it was given to her and then she hyped it up extra, but yeah, that shit pissed mm-hmm. me off. I was like, let's mm-hmm. let's all relax. Like no one's calling anybody anything. Yes. I mean, I think that they both did really well on their rookie seasons, but you have amazing rookie performances by so many people. If you look at like Mike and Leroy, time. Marlon and Jordan, those were yeah. unbelievable I thought, performances. I thought Devin on Rivals Three for what was a really down season. I thought he was very entertaining. Super. Uh, was and, that him and Princess? Team yeah. Princess. That was yeah. a great performance. They came That's back true. in to replace people, and then they ended up just skating onto the final and made it super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm um, with you on that, 100%. And I also think Cam's eliminations weren't that crazy. Like, oh, she beat a mercenary. No. Cool. Let's relax. She didn't beat Laurel. Uh, 
I'm going to hold off. We're going to see what happens. I'm not expecting great things from either of them this season. I don't think that uh, we're about to unpack some things with Cam. I, I don't think she's going home. I think that's pretty obvious. I, 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 mm. We'll talk about it. But, you know, Tori. I don't think she's people, going home. They're going to pair them yeah. up. It's so obvious. People, lo- Yeah, they're definitely going to. That, that's the first thing I thought last night when that happened. Mm, me um, too. People, people love Tori. She's got a lot of fans. People were really riding high on her mm. uh, during Dirty 30. I'm ambivalent towards Tori. What has she really done? Like, you know, you got You really like got to have a defining moment. I like Tori as a person. I think that she's super cool and she'd be a great friend. My issue, mm-hmm. though, with, with calling her, like, an amazing challenger is the fact that Tori, to me, seems like someone who is actually very similar to myself. Like, very calm, mm-hmm. relaxed, chill, doesn't put much pressure on themselves. You know, win yeah. or lose, it's like you're happy either way kind of a thing, which is really great to be as a person. I enjoy it all the time, mm-hmm. right? But there is a certain level of competitive stress, I think, and, and that sort of insane tension that builds up inside of you for a person who hates losing, right, or 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 loves winning in that sort of way where it's like satiates something inside of them that they don't necessarily yeah. – you know, that a chill person like Tori doesn't necessarily have. So I think that although I love Tori as a person and as a friend, like I would love to hang out with her. She seems like she'd be super chill to smoke a J with. We'd have lots of fun. <laughs> Tor- like I Tor- think that seems, that's right up her street. She, she seems cool as shit. There's mm. no doubt about it. She'd be a great 100%. time to hang out with. She gets a little overhyped. You know, you come into the house, you've got these like clearly pre-planned like fortune teller skits or whatever she was doing on Dirty 30. All right. I'm sure you... Tori, be honest. You practiced that in front of the mirror before the season started. Come on. She probably just brought the wigs and stuff. She's like, listen, like I just, I, I just think that a lot of that. I just don't think she has that same drive to be mm-hmm. able to, but I think that's a good quality as a human. You know, I think that that is a great quality as a human to be able to be relaxed about things and not kill yourself at every moment. You know, some of these girls can, they freak out you know, nonstop. This is what I want to see from my elite tier challenge females like the people who really back it up you have to abide by the got the byline of the challenge there is no more legendary quote i don't wrestle i beat bitches up do you come (laughs) into this season like coral said and is your goal to beat bitches up yeah, I see, I don't think I don't think that they're I mean, listen, you got Angela who's got that. So Angela, if that's what we're looking for. Like Angela beats you know, bitches if Angela up. gets in that ring and in, in this uh, Armageddon, whatever it's going to be. And she uh, backs it up. I've Ange, I got my eye on you. Yeah, honestly, you if she proves herself, I'll be a fan. If she proves it, because there's a difference between being a fan of a person and being a fan of a challenger as a competitor. Right. Like yeah. there. And I and I always I'll always make that distinction i think that there's a lot of uneducated viewers out there who watch the show and really confuse the fact that these are not necessarily 100 percent authentic individuals on the screen that you're watching you know they're edited by producers they're manipulated by producers which is something that people don't even discuss much um you know there's so much that goes on in that and also just within themselves a lot of them put on a little performance which as a viewer i don't mind right that's fine Mm -hmm. but don't confuse that to be entertained exactly exactly but you have to know like you just said going in Mm. like what you're seeing on the screen is not 100 percent. like there's people it's never i mean we, we we go on challenge fans all the time we read through the comment sections that some of you guys out there you re- you gotta study you up need on help the tv game a little bit <laughs> yes like you, you you see something you think it's gospel like i i hear people talk about Susie, and they're just like i'll never forgive Susie for what she did on uh gauntlet 2 i would see like, what uh or, you know, how she spoke to so-and-so on, on the ruins. I'm like, guys, like you're, you're seeing part on. of an edit. You're, you're not yeah. seeing the whole picture. You're, mm. you're seeing what they think will make the best content and help out the competition. So yeah, we're talking about people here. Definitely. People. But I'm excited to see the competitors, you know. I mean, I think we got – well, actually, it's really sad because Melissa's going to be gone, isn't she? I was oh so excited to watch – me too. I'm such a fan. I was so excited to watch her go down. Like, I just, I think that she's great. She's got so much fight in her. So, I mean, listen, the ones that I don't like right now as characters, right, that just came in. I mean, you have Angela. That's definitely high up in that camp. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if they if they go in there and they go into an elimination, for example, or if they go into a competition and they kick some ass, I will be, 
you know, eating my words and right there cheering for them because I think that there's a lot of potential when it comes to the crazies. You know, when mm-hmm. you have the crazies, you have a lot of fight, right? You've got yeah. someone who can bitch someone out in that kind of same way, especially over a couple shelves. Like, that means that they can do some serious damage when it comes to staying or leaving and continuing to fight for a million dollars. That's yeah. a whole lot of nose job that she can buy with a million dollars. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> couple injections, lip injections, butt injections. She can get the whole oh, thing. Oh, lips are driving me crazy. Can people stop blowing up their mouths? It's really yeah, pissing well, me off. Now, Johnny, you know, I can I can take or leave some of the lines he said. I did chuckle at the line that he said about Kayla. Yeah, she was, she was happy sucking about that. on curling iron or something. <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I'm oh, going to be about... interested to see what the, uh, yeah. Let me just touch on that fight really quick mm-hmm. because it really drives me crazy when you see someone so blatantly playing the victim role in a situation, yeah. trying to get sympathy to really manipulate the narrative to be in their favor, right? Obviously, yeah. we know what editing can do. So if Kayla's out there being like, oh, she punched me, da da da, she's putting out sound bites there she is hoping they will use. She's yes. hoping they will turn the story into the fact that Kayla pushed her because she was so overwhelmed with her being in her face. And then, you know, you have Melissa who's coming at her with two fists, right? Which is so, so not what happened. Let's formally move on to this. So we're going to leave Paula and Ka- uh, Polly and <laughs> Polly and Polly. Cara. Paula. Uh, because <laughs> let's be honest, we're probably going to be talking about that a lot this season. So from there, we go into the girls' room. You've got Melissa and Kaylee, and they are kind of going at Kayla a little bit over some Twitter drama, over some things that, that, that Melissa had tweeted out saying that Kayla hooked up with Tony uh, and tagged uh, Kayla's boyfriend in the post. And things started getting heated. Uh, Kaylee that was pretty and, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was so funny. I, it just, I was not expecting it to escalate like that. And, mm. and all, all of a sudden, you know, You've got Melissa, who I love. She's a boss ass bitch. Like she, man, I want this. I want this this lady to last a long time on these seasons because she is so entertaining and fierce. Oh, and amazing! Fight. She gets right up in Kayla's face. And from what I've seen, like Kayla loves talking shit. Uh, You know, she loves establishing herself as a vet, which I don't think she's fully earned yet. But. She's nowhere near a vet status. I don't know what the fuck she thinks she's talking about. So, so Melissa got right up in her face. And before we get to what happened, I do do need to point this out. While they were arguing for the first couple minutes, I was so confused. Did you see the one girl in the room who was wearing like the lavender wig and was doing all this crazy stuff in the background? I was like, who the fuck is that? And I'm pretty sure it was Sylvia. Shit, I don't think I saw that. I could have been too high watching this. If you guys did not see this, go back and watch the scene. Watch all of the altercation in the bedroom. There is, I think it's Sylvia in the background. She's wearing a wig. She's like twerking. She's humping bedposts. She's like, she's doing all this crazy stuff while they're fighting. And I missed half the the fight because I missed half the fight because I was laughing so hard at it. It was very entertaining. (laughs) And then before I know it, Melissa's in, in Kayla's face. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, Kayla shoves her and Melissa. I mean, Kayla looked like she had a bruise. I don't know if she got scratched. I don't know if she got punched. I don't know. What did I you don't think know. I don't know. All right. So, listen, again, you know, I'm commenting on characters here. I'm not commenting on people. So, you know, if, if don't confuse this for me saying that I don't like them as people. But Kayla, Jesus fucking Christ. She's the most patronizing, condescending cunt I have ever <laughs> seen on TV. And not even in an obvious way, which is what drives mm-hmm. me up the walls about it. Because, for example, you have her sitting there like... Yeah, like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, oh, really? Well, like, why are you still talking to me? Oh, really? Oh, okay, oh. And I'm just like, shut up. Like, I would slap her across the face. Like, not for real, because I don't really care enough, but if I was in <laughs> Melissa's situation and I had Please that kind of anger. That. That's a quote right there. If I had if I had Melissa's kind of anger, right, and I was, like, going at her and I was in that moment, mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't know how Melissa lasted that long. Because you see her, she's just so patronizing. She's so patronizing about mm-hmm. everything. And it's just that condescending tone that she puts on. And she did the same thing with Kara. She's like, nobody cares, Kara. And then would turn her back to her or whatever. Or who yeah. was it? Camilla. Nobody cares, Camilla. Like, whatever it yeah. is. And, like, turn around and... I don't know. It's just to me. She, she had um she had an altercation fl- on like early on in Champs for Stars three where I think she was talking what, to Selena. Yeah, yeah that was like, you know you gotta shut the fuck up, bitch, or something like that. And I was like, man, like she is 
just digging like sometimes she's yeah. just digging for that kind of time she is she wants to give you those quotes she wants to put it out there she well to be honest to... i was pretty i was pretty team kayla in that fight because i curse all the time so i was like shut the fuck up salita like relax like <laughs> grown people can curse and it's not necessarily the worst insult but yeah i mean you know the way that kayla fights is just not how i enjoy fighting it just it drives me crazy and you know what it's interesting because maybe it's because i used to be such a condescending individual that i'm so overly sensitive to when people mm-hmm. are like that now and I just see so much of that in Kayla. And it comes from such a false sense of confidence, too, because, I mean, sure, she goes to the gym and she can do, you know, cool gym stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. pair gym activities with her boyfriend and Instagram worthy gym content. Right. But when you're at the challenge, like your record is not that great. What you made the final. Let's like how hard was your journey there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't overhype yourself. In that way, right? You, for example, you have Jordan. Everyone says he's mm-hmm. like too cocky and all that. I think he's just like right amount of cockiness. Like I think he's at up. the right level of cockiness. He can freaking perform, and yep. he is so smart. And you know when he loses and he doesn't live up to whatever it was he's saying, he's not a ungracious individual in those instances. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is something to be said for the fact that. When people call someone cocky in that way, like, for example, Kayla, a lot of times it's because they don't have the right to be at that level of cockiness, you know? And I think that a little bit of cockiness is good in the challenge house. But, you know, I mean, for example, right, Kara, people think she's cocky. I actually think Kara is totally insecure. I think Kara has, Mm -hmm. like, I think she has negative confidence. So You you nailed it, yeah. Right? When I see Kara, I don't see cocky. I see insecure. I see someone who Mm -hmm. has so much going on and so many worries and always doubts themselves nonstop, even though they actually are very good. So I think if Kara was a confident, cocky individual in the house, she'd probably go a lot further um, in terms of making friends and making fans and people liking her because the way that she portrays her personality, anyone who can read through someone, even you know, with a small aota of, of intelligence, can tell that Kara is so insecure. Mm-hmm. Everything she speaks, all of her actions come out of this big insecurity she has inside of herself. I think it's misplaced. I think she could be a lot more confident than she is. I think she she actually has a record to stand behind. Whereas Kayla, the exact opposite. And the funny thing is, you got Kayla and Marie and all of them going after Kara saying she's cocky. I just think it's all everyone's got a wrong read on that situation. You know, it's just yeah. not they're they're all wrong like all of that that's really strong analysis and and i think you worded it in a way that i've been trying to that i can't um i everybody when you talk about Kara, the issue is that you've got a lot of people say oh you're just a hater you're just a hater mm. blah, 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 blah. so here's my perspective on it i really liked Kara. she was one of my favorite cast members on the show like Kara on cutthroat i thought it was a great story uh her and abram really um were entertaining together and and really jumped off the page and like you wanted to root for them Mm. uh cara on x's all the way up through free agents that was an epic performance by her um and then around you get to bloodlines and everything that happens there and it's just been like a descent ever since in my opinion for Cara because she's trying to manufacture this personality for herself that i feel is very inauthentic and then Mm -hmm. whenever uh you know whenever the drama comes down she says oh well you know i'm just uh you know people bullied me all the time blah 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 and and it's there's so many things there there's so many things you can't portray fake confidence and then also try and be the victim yes it's so contradictory Mm -hmm. uh we're we're at a point where i i think it's pretty clear that you know card does want to act like well you know i'm the underdog i got picked on and and now now i'm you know i'm an elite competitor and, and and i can dominate and all this stuff but you know, I think it's pretty clear that she's being propped up as one of the production favorites. So for all the people that want to slag Johnny or want to slag CT, I think Cara's getting there as well. She, she like, they are putting her right up there with those people. She, they, MTV wants her to be the female Johnny. Yeah, they and, do. And I think that's why her and Johnny get booked on all these promotional appearances now. And, and they're together and they've got the, this alliance that is, like I said all earlier, just does not entertain me. Mm. Um yeah, so, that they're very boring. Also, the whole Johnny Natalie fight, super boring. Like I'm over it. I'm over all those fights. They're just lame yeah. now. So the way that he said it on the show, didn't Natalie say like, "Oh, you know, after the show, we went our separate ways." Blocked them. Isn't she all lesbian? Stuff. Didn't they have? Didn't they have like a manufactured date after Vendettas was done? Yes, filming? Do you remember they this? did. Yeah. They did, and that's why I was so confused because it's like <laughs> you guys can do shit for publicity, but you can't. Like, well, I don't understand. Their fight is so yeah, so weird. That, it's almost like that didn't take off, so they changed the storyline. Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> I um, don't know. I honestly can't. I, I think that there was a lot of PR discussions going on about yeah. that particular, in, you know, sort Oh, yeah, that's, that's the friendship. reality television machine. Um, so yeah, as we get it. to the end of the episode here, the altercation goes down between Kayla and Melissa. And now we get to the next day, TJ shows up, you know, you get, you get the great speech. Oh, TJ's here. It's never a good sign. Yeah. TJ tells uh, Melissa and Kayla that they are done. They're gone. Kayla, I'm happy to see you go. Melissa, heartbroken to see you go. I love you. You're out of here. It sucks. Um, Honestly, I'm so with you on that. Kayla, bye. Melissa, please come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you and I are both in agreement. They're probably going to team up Cam and, and Kaylee. That seems like the, the obvious choice mm. here. Um, and, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens next week when they when they cut. Uh, but that's that's where they cut us off. That was the cliffhanger. You know, we get some kind of cliffhanger every episode now, and that's where we're at. It um, would be cool if they sent home Cam and Kaylee, but instead mm-hmm. sent them to Redemption as a pair, as a new pair. That because would be, that would, would be like kind of fun. That would be kind of yeah. fun. And it'd be, it'd be unexpected because right now, everything that is unexpected is what we expect, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of find a different avenue, at least production does, in order to entertain us. So if they just pair them up, I don't know. It just seems predictable. So hopefully they do something mm-hmm. else with it. We'll see. So we're at the end of the episode now. Um, what are you thinking? Like, is there, is there, let's go, let's do it like this. Who's one player you want to highlight that you think will have some an impressive season by some measure? You know, whether or not they're going to entertain, whether or not they're going to compete. Like, who are you looking forward to watching as the season goes on? I'm looking forward to a lot of people. I love Amanda. I've always mm-hmm. been a huge fan of hers. I think when mm-hmm. it was Amanda versus Camilla, I was super team Amanda in those instances. Oh, yeah, I just, I loved, you know, I loved the way she carried herself during all that shit. And I think she's just hilarious. I also think Amanda is one of those people where, I mean, you can tell, you know, on Twitter and stuff, she loves creating content for us. Like, that's her, that's her thing. So I'm excited to see what she can produce for us this season. Um, I'm also excited to see the Brits, you know, in action. I was very excited for Melissa because she's, you know, she's one of my favorites. I've also loved her since her Ex on the Beach seasons. Um, Because she's really insane, so she makes for amazing TV. Um, But I I don't know. You know, I think if it was any other person, it would probably be Amanda. And I've always loved Zach, but I... I don't think I have any sort of like higher level of excitement to watch him. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle. He's, he's, he's kind of ho-hum now. Yeah. Because Zach is hilarious, right? But he's just a staple. Yeah. Like if he's not on the show, I get a little bit sad. And if he's on the show, I just am a little bit happier. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's unstable crazy. Zach. Unstable Zach is the one bringing the good TV. You know, when he's, when he's freaking out on, on yeah. rivals too and throwing his helmet. I like unstable Zach. I like stable because <laughs> I, find, I find unstable Zach to just be rude, whereas stable Zach is just funny. Like, he's straight well, comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that's like the classic television conundrum. Like, he's much more likable now. Yeah, you know, I yeah. look at Zach, I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this, this is a cool guy. I like good him. Guy. He's made mm-hmm. a recovery in my eyes. But the television content is, you know, he's there to compete solely. He's not there for the bullshit anymore. He's grown up, and now mm. he wants to win another one. And I think he will. He's a great competitor, and he's got a great partner this season. I would love – I would be totally fine watching Zach and Amanda win it all. Um, I would be really happy if they did. I don't think they do, yeah. but I, I, I would just love for them to. I would honestly be happy about that. Um, and For me, there's two rookies, and we already talked about them, who I think could bring – a lot of memorable moments to the show this season. I think Angela, she already showed some of that. And I think Chuck, um, I, I, I just think that there's going to be so much drama surrounding these people. And that really is what makes the show thrive. Surrounding like, like, Chuck, though? What kind yes. of drama is going to, like, just other than Britney drama, you think? I just feel, that's what I think it is. I, I feel like it's going to be a powder keg. The, the Britney brad situation they throw chuck in there i I looked at that i was like i mean that's a genius casting decision Mm. that's what i've been waiting for and something is gonna happen and i'm really really forward to it we'll see i mean listen i i think uh i always liked chuck and are you the one but i wasn't sure if it was because i liked britney so much on that season Mm because i actually loved britney on that season when she swooped in um you know under hannah i thought that was just amazing (laughs) like i I really loved that whole that whole thing that went down with her hannah and chuck i was a big team britney girl in that um instance i um i'm excited listen i'm excited for the season i think that there's some people on there and some fights that they're gonna try and like natalie bananas i don't care about that i don't want to see any more of that fight anymore yeah nelson's fights like they're just a bit 
Nelson's fights all stem from when he's drunk, so I don't really want to mm-hmm. see much of that, really. Um, I'd love to see the Brits dominate again, except, you know, I'd love to see Joss make it to the end. Like, if, I, if Joss and Sylvia made it to the final, I would honestly be very happy in my heart. I don't know if they do. I didn't ask. Yeah, Sylvia got, know. you know, Sylvia got ripped off last season. It was unfortunate that she had to leave, you know, because she was sick. She had that incredible elimination with Melissa, which was so awesome to watch. <laughs> that was one so of my I'd favorite l- girl-on-girl yes. limbs ever. 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 That, ever. It was top top notch i just got and the chills I, thinking about it <laughs> yeah like i was w- just floored watching that mm. and that's the thing that, that that the challenge can do like they can pull out these home runs and sometimes they just hit you out of nowhere and you watch this and you're like this is great fucking television great yeah, television. definitely definitely so we've come we, to a close on this episode yeah we got to wrap up too because i have to go um to yeah. my brother's farewell dinner per- so perfect timing uh, perfect timing. hopefully for season or for episode two next week i'm assuming we're going to find out the structure of the game what this armageddon deal is looks like there's a couple twists and turns coming mm-hmm. um the preview also, was amazing before we, yes before we uh, sign off gotta give a shout out to virtual challenge legend Aggie. he has won yeah uh, th- this is some tea for it's you not approved by shawnee Shani, I don't know if you're paying attention to this. Aggie has won five straight Big Brother minis this week, consecutive, all games hosted by Eamon. He's won five in a row. It's unprecedented in the virtual uh, All hosted by one person? Oh, that screams Lizzie's rigging to me. Wow. You just open up a can of worms, I've got a question for everybody in Challenge Talk. Why am I not allowed in there? I have zero beef with anyone. I don't even understand what the hell the fight is about. I just produce fights for content. You know, the, the, a little virtual challenge aside here. I mean, my dream season is getting everyone back together. Like those early be seasons we were playing. Be so, we need all the sides to come back together. Everyone needs to embrace the drama. There's going to be drama. There's going to be fights. We all want to come together. We all want to scheme together. I mean, who would expect uh, an alliance with, with, yeah, that's what we want. Anyways. That was my like intention said, with fully loaded though. You know, before, um, yeah. Cooper went all sexual harassment. What? We'll get we'll we'll get into that one down the line. We will definitely we'll get, get into, into that, that one. one. I, I think there's a lot we're, to be we're said. We're cover the whole community. So a lot to be shout said. out to Parvati. Shout out to the challenge. Shout out to Aggy. Shout out to the island too. Let's shout go. Out to me. My God. Still in I can't it, baby. Believe you're still in that. I can't believe that still season's happening. Yeah, shout out to Let's everyone go. and everything. Shout out to Shure. I love you guys. They sponsor all my shit. Woo! Yeah. I'm kidding. I buy all their shit. One day DJs, shout out. And a little quick plug for Josh Murray's new show. Everybody has to check it out. Naked Chats with Josh Murray. It's launching in the next coming weeks, and it is a phenomenal fucking podcast. Let me tell you, they bring on some of TV's classic villains, and they go deep. That's definitely awesome. something I'm going to check out. All right, I'm going to sign us out here with our music, and we will see you guys all next week. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe. Woo. At St. Egg Podcast.